And welcome back to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas and Najana coming to you from, from. the road. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling mics. Where else? Get used to it, right? That's our favorite. So I've been exploring a topic that I am just fascinated with. Majana, I know it's a topic that you are, you're doing, like you're doing your consults and podcast really on Life After Life about this same topic. And what I, I'm just becoming more and more captivated the deeper and deeper I go. And it so ties to the subconscious mind that I thought, let's just unpack this. Sounds and that, great. that is... Something that shows up in the astrological chart, too, that we'll talk just briefly about. It's about what do we bring forward into this life? And why does that matter? Well, so first of all, let's take a step back and stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) So you think about the presumption being that this is not the only rodeo. True. And we've talked about this quite a bit, but... You've come from a completely different perspective of understanding and seeing into this since you were a wee little bit. I did. I have. For somebody who, like me, wrestles with or wrestled with this concept because of prior teachings or prior belief system, from your eyes, from things that you've seen and perceived... And by the way, for Majana, this stuff is as visual as that chair over there. So from that perspective, how do you explain that this is not the only rodeo? You know, it took a long time for me to even start wondering that because as a small child, all I knew were there were spirits there, and I wasn't even sure that they what they were. They were just other people were there. As an adult, as I started, actually probably in college, started really thinking about the bigger picture here, and some of those spirits that cross over, people die, cross over, and they're so wonderful about giving information, sharing this information. So what I've learned, that's where I kind of learned the gist of this was, We do bring stuff in with us, and then what happens when we leave here? And it's very much a journey. This is only a small piece of it, and when we leave here, we continue on that journey, and it's so exciting. There's so many possibilities, more than we can fathom. Now, let's just just do a little bit of establishing credibility or just validation here. Okay. You started seeing this as about what age? About three years old. And you were not taking hallucinogenic drugs at that point. Is this true? This is true. Okay. You weren't being fed or slept anything in your Kellogg's uh, cereal. Not to my knowledge. Not that you knew of. (laughs) And it was consistent. (laughs) I mean, you get the point. This to her was real. Well, it was normal. It was normal. I mean, right. So if you see, um, I don't know. What? Uh, in your peripheral vision, if you see squirrels all the time, you think squirrels are everywhere, right? Right, and I mean, everybody just, sees them. And everybody sees them, right? If you see uh, the color red as psychedelic, then you think that everything red is psychedelic. I mean, you get the point, right? I mean, the, so this to her was the norm. Yes. And it was really later that she discovered for herself this was not the norm. Yeah, somebody very rudely told me. 
<laughs> like you're weird. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like then then you started to explore, well, what is this person seeing? Right? It's like that for once your eyes were kind of open that wait a minute, maybe not everybody is like me. Right. And it wasn't just seeing spirits. It was the whole psychic phenomenon issue, you know, the the um the whole understanding, the whole package, right? Yes. You know, what we call deja vu, ESP, premonitions, all of that is kind of a package. I think if you're just openly intuitive, it all comes in together. Now, she's going to tell a little story from a reading that she recently did um, that in a, in a minute, I'm going to ask for that, but uh, just to, that really brings this home. But let's just presume, and, and now, fortunately, and this kind of goes with this piece too, we are starting to consciously, we as a culture, we as society today are starting to understand this better. Yes, being a more open for sure. Well, in the advent of YouTube, I mean, let's just take that, for example, and now people get on and record their experiences and we see things that we, that our parents didn't know and understand and see. So we... Uh, just collectively are becoming more conscious and more aware of this. One thing I love, too, is there's now technology where they are capturing, well, started with audio, right, just capturing audio of spirits, but now there's there's video as well and different technologies to capture images. So let me bring this back to the metaphor that I love, and that is astrology, just from this standpoint, that I, um, some of the recent study that I've been doing, where the idea that these outer planets, so let's go back to astrology prior to the 1700s, 1800s. You could only see with your eye when you looked into the sky, the last planet you could see was Saturn. Saturn. Right? Like one of the gas giants, I'm sure. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, yeah, from that standpoint. But you didn't see Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. You certainly didn't see Pluto because it'd be like a pinhead out there anyway, right? right? You'd have to have a powerful telescope today to be able to see it. So that was the end of space was Saturn. So then 1781 is when Uranus was discovered. That's amazing. Okay. So Uranus represents change. It represents uh, shifts. So think about 1781. And what a change it was to see something else out there. <laughs> okay. What had just happened in 1781? You know, America was six years old, right? Or no, it was four years old. Not very, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now wait a minute, math teacher. <laughs> 1776 to 1781 is? Five years. Take me out of the classroom and I can't do math. Hello, <laughs> I have another cup of coffee. Bring on the trig. Okay. <laughs> Neptune was discovered in 1846. Now, Neptune is, a re, is, is about religion and about spirituality. And notice that in the mid-19th century, spirituality shifted. And it really ushered in the era of Emerson and Thoreau. And new thought, which isn't new and wasn't then, <laughs> took another level. Um, in mass consciousness with the discovery of Neptune. All right, Pluto, 1930. Pluto is all about the unconscious, the subconscious. Freud, Jung, whole nother shift in mass consciousness. As these planets were discovered, 
mass consciousness took on different levels. I think that's that's cool. And the the other piece, the psychological piece, maybe, I don't know about this, is as these planets were discovered, that's exactly the, what they did was associate the planet with what was happening at that time. But were they aware of that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, so it, it, it's interesting how all these energies move symmetrically where we advance, we make new discoveries. Yeah. We get new associations. And you see, this is, this is why I'm just loving this study of astrology is because it gives us the visible, tangible metaphors to explain what's going on in our life. It's so just, one of the things that we were talking about the other day is at its core, I tend to think that the original astrology should have the most value. I mean, this has been around since B.C., right? 4,000 years. And yet, as these new discoveries were made, and they are indicative and symbolic of what was happening globally on a conscious level at that point, does that take away from their value? I mean, it's kind of like as our consciousness increases, the tools show up. Had those planets shown up 4,000 years ago, would they have been meaningful or relevant? Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, we didn't have computers back then, but does that mean they're not relevant now? As the student becomes ready, the teacher appears, Yes. So we grow, the universe grows, it gives us new tools. I think it's just a great value of support. It's like the cosmic universe, the divine universe is saying, okay, you're collectively ready. Here, here's new observation. Here are... Here are people, and here are planets, and here are metaphors to take you to a new level. See, another, that's a perfect example, again, of how complex and intelligent the universe is. This whole weave, yeah, the whole weaved pattern is just beautiful. All right, so let's go back. Now, let's apply this to us. Little bitty baby, freshly born, blank slate or not blank slate? Not blank slate. Not even <laughs> close to blank slate. When my son David was not even 12 minutes old, I got to carry him down to his little nursery bed. And that little critter opened his big blue eyes that reminded me of my dad. And he gave me the biggest smile. It wasn't gas? wasn't gas. <laughs> it just kills me when people say that. I know. <laughs> And then he closed them and was right back asleep. But yeah. it was like, hi. Good to see you Good again. Good to see you again. Yeah. It was. It wasn't, you know, I know you can hear that that, that the fetus can hear voices outside oh, yeah. of the womb, obviously. It wasn't that. No, this was eye-to-eye contact connection. Recognition. Okay? Mm-hmm. So presuming that we don't come in a blank slate, then we have to think about, We do come in highly programmed, obviously, but what do we come in with? Now, this is where you get to roll forward six decades, seven (laughs) decades, right? Because as you can look back at things, you see patterns. So we come in, in my opinion, with things that indicate reflections of the past. Agreed. Okay. So let's think about, is that random? You know, is it random what we come in with? Or do we come in with specific things that, as the term that I'm hearing now and studying, are matured 
at least from the sense that now we are ready to deal with them in this life. Ripened. Ripened would be a good way to put it. Exactly. Uh, maturation. Karma. Yeah. Ma- that that now it's been there in the past, and this is not just one past experience. This is a collection of things. And to that point, you did a reading just yesterday where you connected with somebody who said that they were experiencing other realities. Yeah, that was pretty cool because the the person the session was with is working on spiritual development and connecting with angels and guides and so forth. So a parent that had crossed over uh, over 20 years ago came through and Typically, when parents and loved ones come through, it's to reassure the people here that they are still watching them, they do still love them, and so forth. It's a, it's a very much reassurance connection. In this case, she did not need that as much because she's really opening up to her spiritual unfoldment. So what this parent showed that was so cool was basically showed me a ladder of three people relevant to this person that have has crossed over at different periods of time ago. So they've been on the other side, like short, medium, and long time, and put it on a ladder symbol that the person that was over there that left this life, left the earth plane as a younger person, was over there sort of on a lower ring, and was getting to experience lessons on other planes from a younger perspective. So where whatever dimension, whatever what maturity level or age that you leave here, you continue. That part of your soul continues growing on the other side. And there you can be in dimensions or other planets or whatever. And But you kind of take leave what you kind of continue from where you left off. So the person that had been over there the longest, the parent who had been over over 20 years, told me that he has spent some lifetimes in other dimensions, which there, a lifetime, seemed like only a few years to us. And I was like, oh, okay. Parallel universes of self. Yeah, so your identity is experiencing every possibility that you could experience in this lifetime on a different par- on a different universe. Wow. Now that gets a little deeper than I want to go on the rest of this. If you would like to listen to more of this from Majana, from her own experience, Life After Life podcast is where she explores that in depth. Yes, there's a podcast on that, and I just released one specifically on reincarnation. She's doing a great job with that podcast, Life After Life, and I know many of you are already clued into it. Now, here's the cool part that I'm unpacking and learning more and just layers are coming in and with a greater depth of knowledge is that the story of that past experience or that matured karma shows up in our astrological chart. And we've talked about it here, North Node, South Node. Best part. You know, it is. If you had any remote interest in um, astrology beyond your birth sign, look at the nodes of the moon. You know, I think that's a great entry point to astrology. 
Well, and I think it's probably the most valuable part of astrology. And there are a lot of astrologers that would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you just threw all the rest of it out, that would be the one thing because it paints this picture. And that, yeah, that's a straight arrow where you've been, where you need to go. And so what I, again, going deeper, the south node is the imprint. We've talked about that. That's the what you bring in. But there are ways that you can paint that picture based on where it's located in your chart. And then I don't want to go very deep, but you look at the uh, sign that your south node is in. So like, for example, you are a Capricorn south node, Cancer north node. All right. So for Majana, Cancer, I mean, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So we would explore that and bring Saturn into the story. Where is Saturn located in the chart? How is Saturn aspected in her chart? She has a lot of aspects in her chart. And then we would look at the house. She happens to be the fourth house, which is the house of home and family. We weave that into the story. How are those aspects tied together? And then we create a picture of what Majana brought to deal with into this incarnation. And for her, it's about releasing things that have to do with control any Capricorns out there, raise your hand. Any control <laughs> issues out there, raise your hand, right? It's like Capricorn is a sign that likes to control things because it's ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is all about that solid foundation. It's about a good base. It's about dedication and determination. And with that comes control. It's also for her about moving from roots to out there. You struggled with doing the podcast, right? But see, once she broke through, look at what's happened. It's been a tremendous success. So it's little things like that that we can pick up. So for Majana to move more into that, I'm going to go out there into the world and get my message out, that is part of her path. Yes. And it's right there in her chart. Very clear. It's very helpful to know that, and then, I don't know, I find it empowering. It's like, okay, I'm supported to step into this now. Exactly, and you feel it now, don't you? I do. So now, when it comes to the next thing to step into... It's a whole lot easier. You get a little bit easier, right? You're flexing the muscle. You're learning to grow, and you're learning to trust this, Mm -hmm. that, yes, there is a hand on my shoulder if I go here. Now, here's something else about this north-south thing. In the astrological chart, the south node is descriptive. So, in other words, you paint that picture, that's that's there. It is the way it is. The north node, unlike any other part of the astrological composition, the north node is a suggestion. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like the universe is pointing the compass hand in that, you know, go over there. And it's saying, if you go over there, choice, we have choice. Free will, exactly. Free will. If you go over there, here's where the support is. But if you don't, it'll be fine. You'll get down the river, right? You'll go down. I love Fred Dodson's river analogy of, you know, we, we life is a river, like floating down a river in a boat. We have an oar in our hand, and we can use that oar to either gently flow down the current that where life is taking us, 
And we might use it to steer a little bit, or we might use it to deflect off of a rock or some obstacle in the river. Or we can take that paddle and we can turn around and try to paddle upstream. Yep. Which is what I did for about 50 years. That's why I'm exhausted (laughs) at this age, right? It's like paddling upstream is difficult. Or you go, hey, Majana, let's paddle this thing over to the side over here because if we can drag this boat out of this river, there's a better river over there. And I know we can get to that river, then that's the river we need to be in. We've tried. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Talk about more exhaustion. So these are where you get the clues that the compass is pointing in this direction, but there's not going to be a consequence if you, I mean, it's not like, it's not like that's going to unfold one way or the other. It gives you a direction and it gives you a choice and you can take it or not. I always think of it as, you know, astrology, numerology, all of these are tools. So if I have a board with a nail in it and a hammer and a screwdriver and a pair of pliers and other tools sitting there, and my objective is to hammer that nail into the board, I can use any of those tools, or pick up a shoe. Now, the hammer is going to be the easiest, most efficient tool. But it doesn't matter. I can still get the nail in the board. It can just be a whole lot harder and take longer. You know, there are billions of people who have lived their lives without astrology, right? That's right. You can do it. Right. There's nothing there. And I would say, you absorb this and think about your own life for a second. And think about the struggles that you recurrently face, the stuff that keeps coming up over and over, and just capture what those are. I know what mine are. Yeah. Money money and relationships. Lucky you. Mm-hmm. I know what I signed up for. <laughs> what are yours? Helping people with money and relationship issues. <laughs> <laughs> so just think of yours. What are the things that you, I mean, you probably know. You probably can just lock onto it. You probably say, that's what I'm still working on and haven't been able to get up over that hurdle or stuff just keeps coming up in those areas. Nothing to do with astrology, not reading your south node, just your life, just your experience. What is it? And then if you look at the opposite of that, that's generally where some of the answers will lie. Go in the other direction. Change the course over there. Now, if we bring the astrology metaphor back into the picture, it gives us a north node. And that's 180 degrees opposite from the south node. So it is an opposite direction. And painting that picture gives us an idea of what that side looks like. What is the destination? And what are its components? So this is where I'm focusing now, and just this beautiful weave of being willing to release that which holds us, and that's what's what's so present to me right now is, am I willing to do the work? Which is, by the way, 100% counterintuitive. Totally. We resist it. Mm -hmm. it. It takes you so far out of your comfort zone that it's frightening for a while. It totally is goes against everything that you are wired to do. Yes. Am I willing to let this go? Am I willing to go in a direction that makes absolutely no sense of how I feel? Am I willing to be counterintuitive? 
And that's a big piece of this because it does feel uncomfortable. You think, well, wait a minute. You've been saying on here for years to follow your intuition. I'm not talking. This is a different thing from intuition. This is if you were free floating, if you were like a feather floating out there in the wind, how would you normally act? How would you normally respond? What would you normally do? What is your default mode? If you're uh, back is to the wall and, you, and, you, and you're under pressure and somebody's making you make a decision right now and you don't have time to think about it. That's your, that's your default programming. And this is the whole thing. Subconscious mind mastery. I think this comprises, this is part of that unconscious piece. It comes in wired. It comes in pre-programmed. And it's there for us to deal with when we open our eyes for the first time. We are not a blank slate, and this is something that is already there. It is there for us to deal with, and we will have a default comfort zone based on our past experiences that we bring into this life, and I'm not talking about past experiences as in what happens in elementary school and what happens in junior high school. It's I'm talking about what's happened before you come back to this earth school for this incarnation. But the question is, first, am I willing to do the work? When you're looking at what are the issues, like you said, you know, subconscious forever, we've been talking about follow your heart, follow your intuition. I think the difference between this is when you look back over your life, what patterns, what behaviors, what mindsets and attitudes have you come from, which is your natural state that have not served you in this lifetime because that's not that that's just kind of who you are it's like your dna or what you're programmed with versus decisions that you make these haven't been active decisions the way you communicate or relate to people is not always it's not an active decision until you make it that way so when you take the subconscious and make it conscious then you can find yourself node Exactly. And that could, you could slip out of this life and not get there. Yes. You could miss it. And a lot of people do. So, thank goodness it's not the only rodeo, right? <laughs> the, there is benevolence and compassion when we miss our, when we miss the boat. But if you're listening to this podcast, and you are. <laughs> thank you for that. Then you are exploring this and you are waking up to it and you are alert to it and you are interested in learning about it or you wouldn't be here or you wouldn't have found it. So the first question to ask is, am I willing to do the work? Now, what that's opened up for me is, then what am I going to carry into the next life? One life at a time, baby. (laughs) So that takes me to What am I doing or not doing? What am I ignoring? What am I looking past? Or what behaviors am I choosing to do in this life that are not to my highest and best good that if I don't change, will be carried over? And I'm like, wow. You talk about some massive self-examination. Right. Because it's so much fun, you just want to do it again. I'm like, wow, what could I identify 
you know, if I've got today, then I've got today to work on it. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Ten minutes from now is not guaranteed. But I've got right now to deal with and identify these areas that are struggles. They're difficult. It's counter-nature, counterintuitive, and I don't have the path or the way to get over there. It's work. But on this journey, I'm going to be willing to identify those and do whatever I have to do in order to make some kind of progress in that area. What we're talking about now are not the easy changes. If You know, like when I turned everything around in my life over 10 years ago, some of the changes were just easy, right? I could, I, it was the low-hanging fruit. Identify something and just, just fix it, just change it. This is the deep stuff. This is the subconscious programming. This is getting down into the, the gnarly, nitty-gritty hardwiring of what we came into to say, are you willing to go that deep? Are you willing to, un, to deal with it? Are you willing to unravel the ball of twine? And are you willing to build new patterns? And you know, something that came to me is, as I'm looking through all of this, and those of you who know my story know that I kind of set everything from my past aside, and I've always thought, okay, there's a way to bring that back. And I'm talking about my belief system in the divine here. And then I was thinking about where does that show up in astrology? Because astrology seems to be so ego-centered. It seems to be all about the, the self. And oh, it is not. But I was thinking that the Christian principles, love, forgiveness, peace, joy, compassion, serving others, those principles... The religion, the religious principles, not just Christian, right? They are universal, absolutely. Those principles that when you get to the end of the line here, you look back and you think, how well did I build at least those? You talk about Saturn and the the foundation, the base, building a good, solid base. There it is. You know, am I willing to do that and have that be, if nothing else, the scorecard of my life? And go down that checklist. How am I with that? Or do I default? Am I snippy? Do I like to throw in a hook? Me, I'm, you know. Scorpio. Scorpio. Talk about dealing with counter nature. <laughs> You know, um, but those are the those are the struggles. Those are the challenges. I think when I look at all of this as a soul's journey, one compass for me is knowing because so many beings have told me and shown me that you do at the end of every lifetime you do have a life review, and it's but it's not judgmental. It's so hard for us to think in this lifetime of not judging. It's not judgmental. And repeatedly I hear that you, your soul, you, your identity is far harder on yourself during this life review than your counsel is. 
So I think of, okay, I'm standing there, I'm in my life review, and I'm seeing absolutely every action, thought, and feeling that I experienced in this lifetime and the way I chose to handle it, the way I chose to relate to other people. When I'm in that moment, what do I want to be seeing? Yeah. Well said. Exactly. Because, man, when you have a thought and your mouth starts to open and you put yourself in that situation, it can change it real fast. (laughs) And just think that in this metric, every single thing is captured. It is. So put it, just be willing there again. Are you willing? I'm asking myself this. Am I willing to put all of it under a microscope? Because you will. So why not do it now? Why not just go ahead, like it was very well said, why not just go ahead and do it now? Okay, we've gone way longer than I like to go, but this was this has been so on my heart, and I think this is just one of those deeper dives. Let me give you some resources. First of all, I love Fred Dodson's book and audio book, Lives of the Soul, because this explains a lot. It connects a lot of the dots of how we chose this path, okay? That's one thing. Majana's podcast is another, Life After Life. Also, I've been doing astrology readings. I have a link to the subconscious um, on the subconsciousmindmastery.com page, but it's at funastrology.com, which is the podcast for my astrology stuff. And that's where the consults are. So if you go to funastrology.com, you'll find the consult page. And for the month of September 2019, I'm going to offer these soul-based North Node, South Node, paint-the-picture readings. going to do it on special for $79. That's half price. And that's going to be unless I get filled up. (laughs) (laughs) So grab them while you can. And if it fills up, then that will get cut off because my time is obviously just so much. So we'll do that now. But $79 if you want to jump in and grab that. Okay. Now, the other big thing is we are putting together an event called Soul Fest 2019. It's November 16th and 17th in Dallas. And it's going to be online if you can't make it. But we would love to have you there. So it's really price incentivized to have you there. And in essence, what we're going to do at SoulFest 2019 is a deeper dive on this whole conversation. And with other tools. Like the whole toolbox that you can put together on this. Not only the astrology piece, you'll get that and much more. But we're also adding human design, which in the astrology readings that I've been doing, that people have ordered the human design piece, the big, the big reading, that it is making so much connection, so much tie, and giving them so much value on basically how do you make these decisions. So when you go in that path, when you set your compass in that direction, how do you then make decisions around that? And you are specifically wired for that. And that human design system shows you what that is. And then Rosie Cutter with her destiny cards is just a great life overview. And then my buddy Hemet Singh with his kundalini numerology is another great overview. When you get that package together, you have like a master blueprint of your soul's design. 
And we have someone teaching self-hypnosis. And that's the other powerful part, because to really lock all of this in and get on that path in the best way possible, to tune in to those inner prompts, okay? This is a whole package, and this is how we're going to tie all this together. So my buddy Daniel Danovi is going to come talk about that very thing and how you can apply this in that connection with your subconscious better. So that's the piece that Daniel's bringing is the subconscious connection. I can't think of a better set of tools to offer to you to give you everything you need that I've experienced in the in completely transforming a life of dysfunction into a life of I think I'm doing pretty good. You know, I mean it's like I'm I'm a lot happier, a lot more fulfilled, and a lot more on purpose. Let's put it that way. Still a lot to work on. But this is the support and the tools to be able to do this. At least do it on a pro level. And, the, you know, the other thing, too, is this gives you the tools. So it's not some recurrent deal where you have to be coming back to the well all the time. This empowers you. You could take what we're going to give you from this event and have every tool you need in place. Now, obviously, we, you know, we support each other and we grow and we learn and we go deeper in, on our journey. But I'm just saying, if you had this package, you've, you are fully empowered with the tools of the universe, the clues of the universe, the, the internal guidance of your soul and your intuition, all of that tied together. You know, if I had this, I mean, it's taken me a decade to put all this together and to learn it. And if I had this 10 years ago on some kind of a give it to me where I could understand it, it would have, it would have cut seven or eight years off of that journey probably. You know, wasn't my path. I'm okay with that because I needed to do it more methodically. But I'm just saying that this is a great way. If you've listened to my story, here's a way to, to do it faster. Right. These are individual tools that do not change. They're based on your, your information, your birth date, and so forth. And, but this is who you are. So you get those tools, a way to integrate those tools and communicate around those tools and take them into your life immediately to practice them. And the cool thing is when you look at each of these individually, the value that you get at the at the event is crazy. We're it's we're really really <laughs> making this all about you. Yeah, we really did. So the way to find that is just go to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Right at the top, there's a banner that says Soul Fest 2019. Click on it. That'll take you right to the information. I apologize for going longer than we normally intend, but this one was just on my heart of things that I really have been. Uh, aware of in my my for myself and I just wanted to pass it on this is very similar to just the conversations with Thomas and Majana so welcome in (laughs) (laughs) yeah driving down the road what do we talk about you just heard it (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for listening to this one and uh, hope to see you checking in on soul fest email us if you have any questions thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com and we will see you again soon oh by the way one more last thing I'm going to start doing some meditations on here. That's another thing that when I came back from the podcast conference, they take more time to produce, and I'm already 
kind of maxed out on production time, but I am going to weave in some meditative uh, things for you, just tools, just stuff that you can play with um, to take yourself into a more reflective inner and, and reprogramming perspective. So that's coming too. So until I get more production time, <laughs> enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.